Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Look, this is a team that redefined themselves from one year to the next, right? We saw them flip-flop. They were an offensive team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. They were a defensive team that won it this year. I, I also recognize that they did it without Tyreek Hill. They've got to put weapons around Mahomes. They can't fall into this trap where they believe that they can just win Super Bowls year after year without weapons. They need to do it. They got through this year. Brett Veach is smart enough, though, to recognize the free agents weren't available last year. But I still think that this team should pursue offensive weapons. Jeff Darlington right there. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Highs in the 50s today. How about that? It's kind of funny. The team that won the Super Bowl, and everybody's just on the wide receiver train, every team. Even the team that won the Super Bowl, and you have some pointing out, like, oh, they didn't really even need a guy. Like, oh, yeah, they need one now. <laughs> here's, here's Jeff Darlington on the Chiefs. Listen, I know Chris Jones is amazing, but they need Mike Evans. Which, uh, I mean, hey, Mike Evans could be on the move. He'll be a, a fun one to watch. Hey, good morning. Jeremy White with you. Uh, it's just me. Give us a call. Uh, Josh is here. Josh Schmidt producing. Joe's out today. We have open phone lines for you. Been asking, you know, if you've got a favorite idea for the Bills, Right now, we'll get into some Sabres coming up next segment. Chad Diedemannis of Expected Buffalo on the Sabres. But if you have an idea on the Bills and you know what this offseason looks like, how important it is, uh, give me a call. Wide open phone lines for you, 803-0550. I teased something going to the break, which is uh, I think this is going to drive it home for for you. and for me. It did for me. Matt Bowen, who I think does a great job for ESPN. Matt Bowen has a piece at, up at ESPN.com. Top 50 NFL free agents and the best team fits for the top 50 players. All right, let's go, right? Top 50 free agents. So what did I do? I hit the old control F where you can search a word, and I typed in bills. And there is not any appearance of that word in this article, which we all know, right? If you you pay attention to the bills, from a salary cap standpoint, they have work to do to get under the cap. It's not going to be a, a year where they sign anybody big. Bean has told us that before and then signed Von Miller. So that's over there as like, a, well, sometimes stuff still happens. But the expectation is the Bills will not be spending big, big money on really anybody. And on the top 50 free agents here, they are not anywhere on this list. So... I'll be looking 
eagerly for Matt Bowen's free agents 51 through 100. Will they appear on that list as a as a great fit? I mean, some of these I wouldn't want anyway, like Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry's on this list. But man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a it's gonna be some lean months. Marquise Brown. Maybe you like the idea of Marquise Brown. He's listed as the 28th best free agent. Matt Bowen's got him going to Tennessee. You just have so many. Here's Calvin Ridley staying put. Michael Pittman staying put. A lot of it. A lot of it is staying put. You know that's true with Chris Jones, who he's got staying put. T. Higgins staying put. You've got a lot of guys that get to this moment. It feels like it's about to be a, a big move, and then it isn't. So. Here we go. Gabe Davis is not, I don't believe, I'm going to double check, Gabe Davis is not on this list of the top 50 free agents for Matt Bowen. And we'll see where Davis goes. He's going to get He's going to get interest. There's no doubt about that. How much money he might get, that, who who knows? Who really knows? And my guess would be, by the way, on Davis, and Sal talked about this yesterday, not to, not to rule out a return. And Sal kind of laid out that, at least in, in the way I heard it from Sal, the way I would I would guess it goes, is that Bean is going to be in contact with Davis and let us know. Let us know. Tell us what the offers you get are. We, I don't think there's any doubt the Bills would like to have him back. And you know, how does Davis feel about it? Does he feel a little bit left out that so many other guys got signed? Like think of the guys that have been drafted by the Bills since Davis was drafted, that signed and got big money and got paid. And it's as simple as that. Like those two words, NFL players. When they talk about other NFL players, they ask, he get paid? Is he on his second basically is he on his second deal? Davis's first contract is 4 years for 4 million. His next deal will probably be 20 million dollars plus over multiple seasons. Like maybe he gets 20 for 2 years. And that's that's getting paid. And you wonder how Davis feels about it. Of course, every one of these guys, they know it's a business. They have to deal with the fact that it's a business, but Hey, we all got drafted. We all had a ton of success. Who got paid? Everybody but me. Almost. Who's the who's the next most significant player the Bills drafted, developed, did well with, and decided not another contract for you? I mean, Tremaine, I guess. But Tremaine Edmonds would have been because he's top of the market. This isn't even... I mean, Davis is not top of the market. Tremaine was, great job, everything was great. You know, you're a good player, but can't keep you. I know he's polarizing locally, but Tremaine Edmonds, Gabe Davis. Who else? Everybody gets paid. This team has been keeping their own with, with big money deals for, from Trey White to Deion Dawkins. Of course, Josh Diggs got his extension. You know, up and down the roster, I got guys signing. And Davis is the one that's left out, really. And I wonder if he's... Bitter about that, sad about that, just maybe understands it's you know it's the way that it's going to go. Disappointed. He posted that video yesterday with a bunch of his highlights, and in it, he's his voice narrates some of it about how much he loves it here and how much he loves everything about it here. And would imagine that like this next couple of months for him, next month. I mean, free agency starts a week from, or a month from, uh, less than a month. So, you know, in a month he could be with the Cowboys. In a month, he could be with the Chiefs. Maybe they like that idea. 803-0550. Let's talk about your ideas. What 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 your favorite idea is right now? We're about two months from the draft. What's the best idea you've got? What do you like for the Bills 
in this draft. I laid out Brian Thomas Jr. as seeming like a, a good aggressive but not too aggressive idea, like the Marvin Harrison Jr. trade, which 40% of you maniacs want to do. I say that in the nicest possible way. Brad in Hamburg. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you? Good. Uh, so my thought, I was just going off of the radio show yesterday, and we were talking about uh, Stefan Diggs and how he's been upset. But the one thing that I was questioning was, wouldn't it upset Stefan Diggs if we drafted a receiver in the first round? Like, that guy, the new receiver is going to get all the limelight. He's going to be a nice, shiny piece for Josh. But where does that leave Stefan? I mean, he's obviously our number one. But do you think that would upset Stefan if we drafted a receiver in the first round? I don't. I mean, no, I don't. The Bills just drafted a first-round tight end. And he, you know, it's funny. There's a job at receiver. And when the Bills drafted Kincaid, started to kind of take this a slightly different direction. I mean, I don't know if Dawson Knox was upset about it. He seemed to be happy. The Bills said they called him and told him they might do it. They told him ahead of time, might take a tight end. But Dalton Kincaid actively put Dawson Knox on the bench. Like That happened. They don't have snaps for the two tight ends, even though they started there to start the year. And with this... I mean, someone's got to have that job on the other side of the field. And and if you're Stefan Diggs, my guess is the number one thing you would want is someone over there to make your life easier. I mean, Diggs was a big fan of Gabe. He would constantly defend Gabe, how good he is. He called him a wide receiver one. I don't know that Diggs has ever had a problem with a fellow receiver, has had great things and relationships. They, they talk all the time on – well, I say talk all the time on social media. What do I know? I just see them lifting each other up, whether that's Beasley and Davis. Beasley continues to say nice things about Gabe. I, I think they had a pretty tight room, and when they were at their best, they had four awesome receivers, each in their individual role. So there's a job. If you're Diggs, I don't know why you would care that it's a first-rounder versus a second-rounder versus a seventh-rounder, other than I want that guy to be as good as possible so my job gets easier. I mean, we've spent a lot of time talking about how to get the load off of Allen, and it's kind of it's kind of ironic. I'm going to say it like this, given how the second half of the season went. Maybe ironic's not the word, right word, but you know what I mean. That it feels like I'm I, what I want to say now is it's time to get some of the load off of Diggs. Time to get somebody else out there on the outside, on the other side of the field, that the opposing teams don't feel is predictable or limited. If you get a a perfect idea over there. That'd be great. Like, I think about Hill and Waddle for this. In fact, if you think about fantasy football for a moment, there are a couple different places where the 1A, 1B receiver, where you have two number ones, two guys that are so good, they're two number ones, whether that's Hill and Waddle or Chase and Higgins, a good a good one here. Maybe in Philly for a while with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. A lot of those teams, I mean, Hill out-targets just about everybody. But in Philly... A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, like that target share was not that far off for a good chunk of the season. And Matt Harmon yesterday with the afternoon show, who we keep bringing up and playing some clips of, he talked to Diggs during the Super Bowl. It was interesting to hear one of his takeaways. He said he, he talks to Diggs every, every year pretty much. He has a relationship just to you know catch up and chat with Diggs. And his review of Diggs at the Super Bowl this year was that he was in a better mood, that he seemed – less upset than he was the year before. Now, I mean, like, 
I'm not telling you you have to care about that at all. I, I don't think you have to care about him being upset, period. He's on the team, and you know one of his main messages is, why do you care if I'm happy? Who cares? I'm going to go play. I'm going to go do my best. I'm going to do my job. I'm a professional. You don't have to care about it. And I subscribe to that. I like that. You don't have to care about all this. But Diggs has had did, – did he complain? Did he complain about not getting the ball at any point? They're winning games. He didn't complain publicly. Maybe he said some things behind closed doors. Maybe his agent called Bean. I mean, that stuff happens all the time where an agent is going to call and say, get my guy the ball. I mean, Gabe, when Gabe had his zero target games or zero catch games, don't you feel like he probably felt like he could have done more? There was even a comment he had where he caught maybe his first touchdown in a while, and what he said was, you know, good things can happen you throw me the ball. It doesn't have to be snarky or, or bitter in any way. It's just a reality that, you know, these guys want the ball and want to contribute. And here's Diggs in the second half of this season. He did not really contribute in a big way, and we didn't hear him complaining about it. We did hear the offensive coordinator and the quarterback and the head coach all say they got to find a way to get him involved. And if I'm Joe Brady or Josh Allen or Sean McDermott, I mean, McDermott is out here talking about explosive plays. And Diggs used to be one that could give them big explosive plays. He dropped that deep ball against the Chiefs in the playoffs. We know that. He also got behind defenses, what, five times? And the quarterback, and I mean, they just didn't link up. All year long, that connection was off. So what do I want to do? If, if my mission is getting him involved because I know he's really good and finding a way to make him more valuable, I think the answer is get somebody on the other side that just takes attention away from him. Think about Tyreek Hill. Like, you can double Tyreek Hill and you can give a ton of attention to Tyreek Hill, but then Jalen Waddell will roast you. And same with Chase and Higgins, like, and they had Boyd too. You've got receiver cores out there where – you have less ability to lock onto one target. It's one of the reasons the, the Bills drafted Kincaid, right, was to, hey, let's let's make sure we, we become more difficult to cover. And they went with Kincaid, which you know, was a little redundant at tight end, but whatever, he looks pretty good. So I, I don't have any reason to think that Diggs would be upset by drafting or receiving the first round. You know, the point about that guy getting all the attention, that might be right. I mean, if Diggs listens to this station or – read social media, he's going to see a lot of people already willing to move on. The best receiver in the franchise's history, arguably. He's number one in yards per game and has had nothing but tremendous seasons, and that includes this past season where half of it was not up to his standard, and people are already like, get rid of him. I'm done. Which, I mean, I think it's kind of wild, but that's, that's the way that it goes. 1,100 yards this year. His lowest as a bill. It's still a higher number than he had in his last season in Minnesota. But he's a guy, you know, whatever. I've, I've been a fan of Diggs for a while. In his last year in Minnesota, he had 1,100 yards on 18 yards per catch. He was much more of a vertical guy. This past year, his yards per catch was down to 11. And he got targets, but it's, it's, if there's one thing I'm skeptical, I mean, I want to say skeptical. It's one of, I, I'm ready to see Joe Brady's passing game look better. And maybe that needs this piece, this Brian Thomas Jr. on the outside. Maybe it needs some speed. Maybe it needs to find a Curtis Samuel to come in and do a couple things that they thought that Deontay Hardy could do, but he can't. But 
I'm eager to see Joe Brady's passing game. The running game last year was, what, the best the Bills have had in a long time. And that was, a lot of people really wanted to see that, and you got to see that. But it came at the expense of some other things. They were they became run heavy, and I want to see him drift back the other way. I want to make sure that this team is not losing its fastball. Joe brings that up all the time, that McDermott once referred to the passing game as their fastball. And last year they started throwing change-ups. The, the Chief game is a great example. I think the Chief playoff game, we can argue about game plan and what they did and how they played it. I, I want to see them, with Joe Brady, get back to the best version of what they can be. And I think that's a, you know, whether it's a first or second round receiver, we'll see. We'll see how the board falls. But to your question about Diggs, like, nah, I, I would think he'd be happy to have help. Anybody, any, these guys want to win. That's the other thing about it. Most of his, most of the, drama, finger quotes, around him comes from strife because he is driven to win. And maybe he's driven in different ways. Maybe he expresses it in different ways. But we have not seen him make a big deal out of not getting the ball. And I guess we have seen him make a big deal out of not winning. If that was a big deal. Who really makes a big deal of it? Us or him? I mean, it's a lot of the take industrial complex. Speaking of which... I don't know if you saw this. The deck Prescott's going to get paid again. And there's a report out there. I think Bleacher Report posted it. The deck expects to reset the quarterback market. $60 million is in play. 60 This is via Jordan Schultz of uh, FS1. Deck to reset the quarterback market with $60 million per year. And uh, you know what that means. We all have to argue about whether or not Dak is good. <laughs> I will once again plea with everyone out there that endlessly now talks about whether or not Dak should get that money to understand the passage of time. That's how that works. I don't know. That's a digression for me. Sorry. $60 million a year. Imagine if there was no cap. <laughs> Imagine if they had, if the NFL had a luxury tax system instead. What would quarterbacks make? I mean, you're talking like Shohei Otani money, right? Yeah. Like, you'd be worth more than small island nations. Yeah. I mean, nuts. $150 million a year? Easy. Yeah. On the low end, potentially. For a, for a great franchise quarterback with no cap and a luxury tax system instead? Yeah. 803-0550-1888-552-550 to join us. On the Sabres, they'll play Montreal tonight and... Uh, Maybe you check the standings. It's not been going well for them. But there is a case for it's not as bad as it looks. Chad DiDominicis wrote about that expected Buffalo. I, I, I'm We've got him coming up next. I messaged Chad and I said, I was waiting for something like this. I was waiting for a annoying, but in a good way, annoying, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as it looks. And I, I, I was not surprised to see it. So the case for that, a little bit of uh, sunshine peeking through the clouds, I suppose, when we return. It's not as bad as it looks. What's the way forward for these Sabres? Uh, Chad Edemannis is next here on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When they do get booed, it hurts them. And it hurts them because they care. If they didn't care, it wouldn't hurt them. They take a lot of pride in being a Buffalo Saber. And I can tell you that for sure. Sabres head coach Don Granato. We talked to them yesterday. I asked about the relationship with fans. The boos when they do hear them. They have a bad record at home again. Sabres are not having a great year. That is an understatement by standings. So the question is, what what do we do about it? What does anybody do about it? Joining us on the Western Hotline, Chad D. Diminisis of ExpectedBuffalo.com, who, when I reached out to Chad, I said I was waiting for him to write this piece, that it's not as bad as it seems. Chad, good morning. Good morning. How are you? So I, I realized that posting it's not as bad as it seems as a piece on the Sabres might be met with people yelling at you, right? Like, ah! <laughs> including me, because... You know, it's 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 obviously a terribly frustrating season. So what's at the heart of why it's not as bad as it seems in the small picture? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's I mean, that's kind of what I put it out there. You know, it's uh, nobody really wants to hear it and it's totally understandable. But it's when hockey's tough because it's 82 games and you're 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 in it every single day where it's not like football's only 60 games once a week. Like you're you're in it multiple times a day. So when you kind of take yourself out of it and look at the bigger picture instead of the day-to-day struggles that they have within a different game and different types of struggles, uh, you see improvements in certain areas. Their defensive game, while not great, um, in the numbers, is improved. They're giving up less shot quality against. That's good. Their penalty kill has improved. Not only are they better killing uh, penalties off, but also they're giving up less quality. Like they have like the most or second most quality in like the league last year in the penalty kill, and they're like big average this year. So it's things that went into the season of saying, okay, once it's improved, and not to mention their goaltending improves because those things have improved as well. So it's all of that. They're scoring well. It regress is not that bad. It's a normal. Like I've read an article in the summer about you're probably going to see around a seven percent regression in seven or eight, right about seven, went from a top three team to ten. At five on five, so really a lot of the stuff isn't terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. It's not bad enough to be where they are. But then you find the big red flag, and that's the power play, and that's really kind of what is preventing them from being kind of what they were last year, which is just like a bubble playoff team that's hanging out in the picture. Yeah. It almost seems like, Chad, like we've had this conversation before. I can remember 
um, maybe one year where it felt to me like the Sabres were artificially bad. And by that I mean they were bad, but it, it looked worse because sometimes it's goaltending that lets you down. And it looks like you're a much worse team. You, you, out in front of your goaltender, you should have better results. But if your goalie's letting you down, all of a sudden, you know, you can't win. And I also feel like Sabres fans have gotten a little bit used to looking at underlying numbers. And instead of the numbers saying, hey, it's not as bad as it seems, we had a good five years where it's like, oh no, this is a disaster and it's all going to come crashing down. And that was true. So... If if you're Kevin Adams, what's the takeaway from a year like this? Is it is it going to be stay the course and fix the power play? Is it going to be, you know, get some of the the is is there a lot of dead weight that that does have to go? Yeah, it's funny enough, but I was going through all this. I'm writing it out yesterday. I, I got to literally my last paragraph in the article I wrote, and I I sat back and thought about it, and really to me, it, it came to he's in the same spot he was last summer, basically. It's similar things. They can still even improve their defense slightly. They could use a little more scoring now, I guess. But it's the same thing. You're replacing our older guys, like in the bottom of your lineup. You still need to go out and get another defenseman uh, that is, you know, is not Simpson or Eric Johnson. Uh, so it's a lot of the same things. And it, the biggest thing, is, which I put it in the article, is he can't overreact. I don't think it's a core issue. Um, I think their top nine forwards are mostly fine. Uh, I know a lot of guys are having down years, and a lot of that is also tied to injuries, too, which is kind of here, but it's a real thing. You have to account for it. So that's part of it. But I, I, it's really just targeted, smart moves. And then that, again, becomes a question. It was the same thing last summer. Can he make those targeted, smart moves? So he failed once. You get a redo because the organization's still in a good spot with all the prospects and the assets to go out and chase things. So now he's in the same spot he was last summer, and he has to go out and get the things that he needs. Jed Dinamitis in the Western Hotline. Okay, so not panicking. That would mean believing that, you know, Dylan Cousins and Tage Thompson, you said you don't, you don't believe it's a core issue. So you believe that, you know, the, the regression or whatever we're seeing from them, uh, Granado says the goals will come back. He says it will, it'll all come back. Do you, maybe not all of it. Do you, do you believe that it is coming back for Tage Thompson and Dylan Cousins? Tage, yes. Um, Cousins is an interesting one. So I talked about Skinner and Thompson and Cousins. Uh, and talk in, in the article. I call them all those because those are the four that are really having their own season from a production standpoint. And all four of them, well, three of the four, are having down shooting percentage years since in the last three years. It's the lowest shooting percentage of the year. So by standards, you know, they should expect that to come back. Cousins is the interesting one because this season last year was an outlier in the NHL. It was 14% shooting percentage. And now this year, he's at about 8% which he was the year before last year, and then it was 7% um, the year before that. So that one's a little bit interesting, we'll see. But the thing is with Cousins is if all the goals don't come back, I don't think it's the end of the world because I, I think his playmaking is improving a little bit this year, and that could be because of Paterka decided that he's going to be a goal scorer. Cousins, he's top 10 in the league. So it, it doesn't have – you don't have to have all your guys score 30-plus goals. If you're going to have Paterka come in and be a – 25 goals for you can deal with Cousins going from 30 to 22. If Jack Quinn can stay healthy and be what he's shown he can be in terms of scoring, you can have one of those guys or even two of them come down a little bit, not drastic, but come down a little bit because you have other guys that will come in and fill that 
And it's the same thing if you improve the bottom six of your lineup, you can get some more scoring there. You're having Greenway, who's having career year on pace in terms of scoring. So, like, and that's the crazy thing, too, with all of those guys struggling in terms of goal scoring, they're still a top 10 team in the league at five on five in goals, which is kind of crazy to think about. Chad Edeminis of ExpectedBuffalo.com on the Western Hotline. I want to get a little bit of reassurance about Tage because the drop-off has been so significant. And maybe, you know, watching old highlights of Tage stick-handling through entire teams, Granado said yesterday that he thought that has actually dried up a bit because of line mates not driving the net and not taking the, def- the, the, the attention of defenders. And I guess I wonder, Chad, if you are confident that, you know, the full freak show nightly highlight reel Tage, is that going to come back or is, is he having to change his game because the secret's out on him? No, I, I think it's, I mean, we saw it for two years, right? If it was one year, I could, eh, well, but he did it twice. So that's why I have confidence going to come back. And, I mean, he's had probably three injuries this year. We know the hand thing, um, you know, that, that was always, that always scared me when he came back from it because it's always going to impact you for probably the rest of the year. We saw it with Austin Matthews for good chunks of last year when he had his hand injury. I mean, he eventually recovered, but there were some stretches where he went cold and just, the hand injury, and then he's had other injuries to his leg. You know, my thing is that his explosion isn't there like we've seen in the past, and I think that just because some of the things that he's trying to fight through. And then, yeah, I think Granado's right in the sense that his line mates get in and talk primarily. It's just the same thing. They're not having great seasons, and, and yeah, people are focusing in on change because I, I don't I don't know what's up with Skinner. He hasn't been the same since he got hit by McKinnon, so that could be a thing, too. You know, Tuck hasn't really been right all season. So, yeah, I mean, it's, those three just have seemed off the entire season. Um, I mean, not scared so much early, but as of late. So, yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. If teams are able to key in on Thompson and kind of close in on him while he tries to do what he does, because the other two wingers just don't have it right now. Chad Dinamitis. Final thing I've got for you, Chad, let me ask you about the goalie. Uka Pekalukkanen has been very, very good and good for a long stretch. I asked this question to Granado yesterday. I wonder your thoughts on it, which is at what point is this who he is? You know, you just mentioned Tage when he does it for two years. That's obviously more than just a one year wonder. And goalies can be weird like this. So, how long until the Sabres should believe that Lukanen has developed into what he's going to be? And, you know, of course, for Lukanen, that's key because he's due a new contract. Man, I don't know. Goalies are weird. Um, it's hard. But my, I guess my answer, I'm going to hold it down to someone to say this is who he is, is this, if he's doing it this time next year. Um, you know, he, he's done these spurts where he has good games. Now, it hasn't been to this stretch. This is the longest solid play he's had in the NHL. And he looks different. He looks confident. Um, he's attacking the, you know, the puck. He's calmer in the crease. Um, and that's all good, and those are positive signs. But just goaltending is such a weird position that it's so hard to predict. I mean, Joey Decord is, like, top five in the league and goes into a perspective. Like, okay, we saw that coming. You know, some of the better goaltenders and Soros and, you know, uh, Sturkin are having down here. Soros having down here. So it's, 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 uh, it's crazy to predict. But I would say if he's still doing it to this level, you know, I guess maybe through December of next year, then I would say, okay, just 100% who he is. And still, I think they should go to next year as him as, as your number one with what he's done. I mean, there's something wrong with that. It's just you have to make the decision 
is Levi okay to back up, or do I have to have a veteran insurance plan behind that? Yeah. Chad Dinaminis is on the Western Hotline of ExpectedBuffalo.com. Chad, thank you, and uh, you know we'll be, we'll be waiting to see what happens at the deadline. You had an article about about trade deadline targets that was nine days ago. Are, are they all still alive, or has the season? I mean, I don't know. You probably weren't thinking for a run at the playoffs. More about a builder move. Is there a name out there Sabres fans should key in on? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, they're very quiet this year. Like usually, like all around this time, I don't hear some names. Like they're even just looking at. Like I'm just doing share publicly, but I haven't heard much of anything. I, it's just very quiet. It's hard to key on what they want to do. I think Johnson will go. I can I can see one of a call over Gergensen, but I do think they want to add something. I just don't know what. Like Scott Lawton makes some sense if they want to do that, but I don't know if they want to pay the price. So I don't know. It's hard because right now there's not a lot of great options. So it could be a situation where they pull that guy out of some random guy to the hat, and you're like, well, where did that come from? But, you know, we'll see. It's hard to peg down right now what, what Adams is trying to pull off. Chad Dinaminis says, Chad, thanks very much. Enjoy uh, Montreal tonight. Yeah, thanks. All right. On the Western Hotline, that's Chad Dinaminis. He and the team at expectedbuffalo.com. A lot of good stuff there, you know, breakdowns, some analytics stuff, good number stuff. Um, great site. I'm a subscriber, expectedbuffalo.com, and our thanks to Chad on that. 803-0550, Sabres and Canadiens tonight. Catch the fever. Montreal. I got to get to Montreal. I've never, I've not, you know, of all like the places I want to go see a, a sporting event, everybody says Montreal is just the, just the best. A hockey game in Montreal. Even a game like this one against with two teams that are, you know, not exactly in it. Have not done Montreal yet. Would love to. Been to Toronto on my Sabres road trip. It's it's. It, I think it's only. Is it Toronto, Carolina, Columbus? That might be it. That's a weak resume. I got to do better than that. It's better than mine. I've never done any. None. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm doing one in March. I'm going to Nashville. I'm oh. going to see him play the Predators. Nice. And I went to the a Predators game earlier in the year. That arena is just. It's awesome. It's the just, arena or the energy. Like the it's, energy, it's the, the, the fans. The arena is pretty cool. Like it's a nice setup, but the fans. It's just like they were playing the Blackhawks, and it was like an early season game, and it didn't really matter in the standings. It wasn't like playoff. It felt like a playoff game. Wow. And I've never been to a playoff game, so it was a pretty cool feeling. But yeah, I'm gonna go there see the Sabers play the Predators nice. uh, March seventh. Nice. So that'll be a fun one. Post deadline, maybe you get to see a new player on the deadline. Actually. Or, I thought it was the 6th. No, it's the day before the deadline. Deadline's yeah. the 8th. Oh, okay. I thought it was the 6th, but you're right. It is March 8th, okay. He's Josh Schmidt. He knows when the deadline is, and he's going to the Nashville game. So you get to say goodbye. Maybe you could see Kyle Oposo's final game as a Sabre. Or Eric Johnson's. Maybe. you'll. What we'll do that day, Josh, you can call in from Nashville and share all your favorite Eric Johnson moments with the Sabres. If, in fact, he does get moved. 8030550 to join us. Um Yeah. Chris Trapasso going to join us at eight o'clock. A new mock draft has a gentleman by the name of Chop Robinson coming to the Bills, a uh, edge rusher, Penn State. We're going to talk with Chris about some of the ideas on defense. Who are the candidates for the Bills at twenty eight? Who are the fits? We'll learn a little about learn a little about Chop Robinson. And, of course, you know, the rest of it is the draft is uh, two months away. Free agency, franchise tag, all that's still to come first. Combine next week, that'll be a big week for the draft. Sal's going to the combine for WGR, so, yeah, we'll keep you up to date. Jeremy, Jeremy and Joe, no Joe today, he's out. 
And uh, you can give us a call, 803-0550 on WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, it's time for a giveaway. We've got tickets to give away. Caller 5 wins a pair of tickets to see Kenny Chesney at Darien Lake June 27th. Tickets go on sale Friday, this Friday, 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Tickets courtesy of Live Nation. Caller 5, pair of tickets to see Kenny Chesney at Darien Lake June 27th. 53, like 53 degrees outside. It's going to feel... I mean, maybe not like concert weather just yet, but get, you know, getting there. It's going to make me want to listen to this song with yeah. the windows down. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get some concerts this year. What am I going to go to? I don't know. What I, I never know what I'm doing three days from now, never mind, you know, the summer. What I have plans for in the summer? No idea. Okay, maybe Kenny Chesney. There you go. June 27th. Darian Lake. Caller 5. Wins a pair of tickets. 803-0550. Jeremy and Joe. Joe's out today. So just me, Jeremy. Josh Mitt is uh, producing. I've been talking a little bit about, uh, you know, the Bills draft and the best idea for the Bills. What do you like the most? We're going to talk with Chris Trapasso coming up in a few minutes on some draft ideas. And I, I, I feel a pull to focus in on some defensive ideas. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm on this train, driving this train, leading this this receiver train, but also doing due diligence on. You know, the rest of it. By the way, caller 5 to 2214WGR. If you're calling, I should have given that. 2214WGR. That's our contest number. Anytime you hear a contest, say, go ahead and save that number in your phone. It's like WGR contest. And then if there's a, there's a contest or a giveaway, you just dial up that contest. Con, sorry, that contest number. 2214WGR. Um, but anyway, Chris Trapasso coming up top of the hour. There's some interesting stuff. ProFootballTalk.com has a piece about Travis Kelsey's screaming at Andy Reid. And boy, is this ever one of those one of those things that you don't know what you don't know. NFL films had microphones everywhere for the game. Everywhere, right? So whatever Kelsey said 
the words he said when he was freaking out on Andy Reid, and you know they've since brushed it aside. That that audio exists. Ryan Glasspiegel of the New York Post reports the raw audio will be buried, likely for good. And you know sometimes there are incredible hot mic moments. If you're an NFL player, you know, especially at the Super Bowl, whatever you say is going to be on a microphone. And if that had actually made it out to we could hear what he says, who knows? Who knows? If it's worse, it, it did get brushed aside pretty quickly. Eh, they win. They love each other. They have that relationship. And that is one of the things about about whatever. You want to say the differences or the, the winners write the story. I watched Travis and Jason Kelsey talk about that incident, about Travis yelling at Andy Reid on the sidelines. One thing that Jason said about it, which... I really like Jason Kelsey a lot. He's he's had big interviews for Fox and ESPN, and he might be in a booth somewhere, or I don't know, maybe they, maybe they do a Kelsey cast like they've done the Manning cast. But the point is, on Jason Kelsey, I, 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 I like him a lot. And it's beyond just like, you know, the drinking beers at the Bills game with his shirt off, all that. He's just, he, he offers a really good perspective on a lot of stuff. And one, the thing he said about that, about Travis and Andy Reid, was you could you could tell his his feeling on it was basically like, you know, you don't want that to happen. That's not that's not a good thing. You don't want that to happen. He didn't flat out say, like, I'm disappointed in my brother, but he, he's talking about how you don't want that to happen. But past that, he said, but I know whether this is a football thing or a locker room thing or a teammate thing or maybe, he, of course, it's his brother and it's, it's Andy Reid. He said, I know that you being able to do that means you have a good relationship. Because if you feel like you can talk to your coach like that, if you feel like you can confront a coach, like open door policy, the difference is we don't always see it because it's not always on the field. But these teams, these highly competitive environments, high stakes stuff, I, I, I just, I'm constantly feeling like we are always getting a very Disney version of locker rooms. How we're told. And how these teams like to portray themselves and how they get along and everyone's friendly and all this. The NFL has a and these teams have a have a motive to try and make it look like everybody always gets along and it's always good, it's always friendly, but really deep down in the the deep competitive nature and the the it's a business where you professionally hit people. It's a violent sport. And the emotions without a doubt run hot quite a bit. And sometimes when we see those emotions, there's a little bit of a, oh, oh my, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll admit I did it with Kelsey. Like, oh, look at that. But more often than not, you've got guys that are in that fight say like, yeah, it happens. You know, you're going to dust up. You're going to have issues. You're going to fight teammates. I mean, we have training camp fights on the regular. We just kind of treat it like, oh, yeah, training camp fight. That happens. So I thought Jason Kelsey's perspective on it was pretty good. And I, I consistently think that he is really good. Excited to see where he decides to take his career. If, in fact, he does, you know, fully commit to retirement and go do something. Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports, when we get back on the draft, some edge ideas. We'll talk defensive line because there are mocks. And if it's not wide receiver, I'm often seeing defensive line. Chop Robinson, the name we'll uh, get to with Chris, a defensive end out of Penn State. He was mocked in Daniel Jeremiah's most recent mock draft uh, at NFL.com. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.